What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hunting Public Podcast powered by Dakota Lithium. Dakota Lithium makes the products that we use to keep ourselves charged up while we're on the road. We started using their products a couple of years ago, and they've been total game changers for us. So check the link in the description of this podcast to check out Dakota Lithium's products. I think if you travel to hunt, they're great tools to have and going to save you a lot of time and definitely worth the investment. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with Hayden, and we're going to be talking about his role with THP, kind of how he got started working with us, what his day-to-day job looks like, because it is different than most of us at THP. We also tell some stories, and one of which is very interesting. Let's just put it that way. I think you're going to want to stick around for that segment. It's probably one of the most unique things that's happened to us at THP. It happened back in 2020, so... think you guys will be interested in that one but really this podcast is just to help you guys learn a little bit more about Hayden and what he does for THP. Before we get into the podcast I wanted to remind you guys that we've partnered with the social platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media's censorship. Go Wild's a free social community where your photos are not censored they're encouraged. Go Wild also has a store, which has a lot of the products that we use when we're out hunting. And if you want to save 10% at checkout, you can use our code THP. Go Wild also gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. And as you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards. If you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. So visit DownloadGoWild.com to get started. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into this episode, and let's talk to Hayden. See how many, how bad I have to pee by the end of this. It's been about thirty every thirty minutes, so I'd imagine you're gonna have to go pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know why that's happening to me. You recently. just drink a lot of water. I do drink a lot. You've of always water. peed a lot. That's true. That was one of the first things I noticed about you is when we'd hunt together, how much you had to stop to pee. <laughs> when we were in uh, Colorado hunting with uh, Cody and Wes, and it was Ted and I, they were just like, I cannot believe you guys must just drink so much water. It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> yeah. I also think what was funny about that is my aunt um, was really reminding Ted to drink plenty of water because how bad altitude sickness can be and, you know, drinking water can help or whatever. <laughs> and I think it, she kind of freaked Ted out a little bit because she has a tendency to freak people out. <laughs> and uh, because of that, she – or because of that, I think he was drinking – excessive amounts of water and therefore both of us were then just constantly <laughs> taking pee breaks it helps slow you down while you're hunting though it, it does <laughs> it's also funny too because um i'll just go well, i mean i'll be facing away from you but i'll just be standing there talking to you and be going and i would imagine most times or there's a lot of times people probably don't even know that it's happening and all of a sudden it's like oh sex is peeing right there <laughs> or you'll just keep walking and start peeing <laughs> Never done that. I've never done that. <laughs> Ted likes that. <laughs> if there's one person I can count on to laugh at my walking and peeing, it'll be Ted. <laughs> yeah, so here we are in the warehouse. This is my first time in the THP warehouse, which is new. Yep, since January. That's pretty slick. Yeah, what do you think? I think it's sweet. I mean, I've only seen it in like video meetings or Snapchats and everything, and it's still huge, but it's a little smaller than I thought. Not to say that it's small, though. It's still giant. But it, when you first walk in, it's like, oh, it's actually a little bit smaller than I thought. But, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It it's looks really a lot nice. smaller once it's filled up, too. Like yeah. When it, when it was all empty, it looked a lot bigger than it does now that there's stuff in here. Yeah. And it's 
very nice. It's just a nice, even the road coming in, it's all nice. There's mm-hmm. not a, it really doesn't make you think of anything shady whatsoever. Yeah. And it's a, like pretty much out in the country. I mean, you just said that the internet doesn't really even provide decent service at all out mm-hmm. here. It's just kind of, yeah, this works, but kind of. Yeah. Honestly, this entire area does that for me. I can't use my cell phone hardly at all in all of eastern Wisconsin. Really? Crazy. Hmm. I mean, even in Milwaukee. I you just have dropped. Verizon, don't you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. It works fine for me. Like, up when I get up north, it, it gets a little spotty, but here I haven't had many issues with it. By I Jake's. guess there's one, like, yeah, by Jake's, it's it's pretty spotty. And, like, there's one dead spot when I'm driving home, but other than that, it seems to work okay. <laughs> it doesn't work very well good for me. <laughs> but, uh, like... I guess in this conversation, the things that we've decided that we want to talk about are a little bit of how we got to this point, talk about some of the stuff that we've done and changed and hope to do, I guess, with just the merchandise side of things, and then what Hayden's role is specifically, because I feel that there's all these times where we refer to work and often get questions like, you know, do you guys make enough money to survive or do you, um, what, how do you make money or whatever? And it's like, there's a lot of different ways. And I feel that often just referring to work in a video, it's hard to wrap your head around. So I just felt like maybe that would be something to dive into and just more of a background on Hayden specifically, because we've all talked about our own personal experiences, hunting and growing up and everything. And I just don't know that we've really, done that with I don't Hayden. think so Mm-mm. and it's always just kind of like here's Hayden like <laughs> he's just kind of showing up <laughs> and then he's like there for a few videos or a trip or whatever and then he's not and then I don't know I just feel that uh talking about that a little bit would be cool so to start why don't you just talk about getting into hunting and then even your college days and stuff like that yeah for sure um grew up hunting up in northern Wisconsin. My uh, mom's side of the family was the the hunting side of the family, and that's how my dad got introduced to hunting. And from an early age, I'd I'd go gun hunting with my dad every now and then, or every year, I suppose, and then eventually wanted to go more, so he he bow hunted, so I started joining in on bow hunts. And then in Wisconsin, when I grew up, the earliest you could hunt was 12. So started hunting as soon as I could, uh, mainly up there, which is – tough hunting like there's not a lot of deer up there it's a lot of monotonous stuff um but would find success every now and then it was it was a good weekend up there if you saw a deer and ended up harvesting a few deer up there and then eventually during my college days I went to Winona State in southeastern Minnesota and that's really where my passion for hunting took off because there's a lot more opportunity there um I was closer to it. I didn't have to drive four hours up north in order to to hunt, so I had more opportunity to do it and and better opportunity from the uh, resource standpoint. So really started getting into it more and more, Um, and I played baseball in college, and as that career kind of came to a close, that kind of allowed for hunting to to take over that passion that I had for baseball. So I kind of got more and more into hunting as my baseball career started to to taper off. Um, And, yeah, eventually – decided towards the end of college that I wanted to do something in the outdoor industry. Like I had a huge passion for hunting and I've always been like a really passionate person early on. It was baseball. And then like I said, it transitioned to hunting. So I kind of keyed in on hunting and said, I'm going to do something around hunting. Um, and I started off in college as an engineering major. 
and I, after three semesters, I just decided, nah, this isn't good for me. And that's about when I decided I wanted to do something in hunting. And I said, oh, this isn't really a great path for me to achieve that. So I ended up switching my major to marketing. Um, and that's what I got my degree in. And I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do with that going out of college, but I just knew I wanted to be in the hunting or, or outdoor space, something similar to hunting. Um, and that's when I found out of college, my first job was Legendary Whitetails, and that's where I eventually met you guys. Um, and my role with Legendary Whitetails was started off as merchandising assistant or coordinator or something like that. My, my role kind of rotated a few times while I was there. I kept kind of assuming more accountability as I was there. But basically, I handled all the, the merchandising of the gifts and gear and accessories of Legendary Whitetails. Um, and those for those who aren't familiar with Legendary Whitetails, they're an e-commerce retailer brand that focuses on lifestyle gear for hunters. Um, and then as my role progressed there, I kind of had my hands in, in pretty much every single department. I was kind of the liaison between operations and product and marketing and customer service, all the different departments. And it was kind of the, the connection point between all those different departments. And then when you guys started the hunting public, I had watched your content at Midwest Whitetail. And when I saw that you guys are branching off and starting your own thing, um, myself and then AJ Gall, who was, had been an intern at Midwest yep. Whitetail, I believe. So you're familiar with him, but we kind of pushed to, to bring you guys on as, as a sponsor, or we were as an ambassador for us and we were the sponsor for your channel. And, um, yeah, that's, that's when we, we first met. And then when you guys were, were on, I was, one of the main connection points between your team and legendary whitetails and got to go on a few hunts with you guys. I think we went uh, turkey hunting one spring and that was towards the end of the end of the season. So you were pretty dead. You were supposed to tag along with me and we, we had uh, one hunt where we got on this bird that pretty much went quiet as soon as we started calling at him. And then the next day I went back there we started off just cruising around right at sunset or sunrise. And, uh, it, after like 15 minutes you're like yeah i, I can't do this <laughs> and you just went back to to camp and, and took a nap and i ended up going in and killing that turkey which was my first ever turkey kill i remember opening the door and just throwing the shell at you <laughs> the, the empty shell but yeah and i don't think anyone really even knew that was my first turkey till like a, months later yeah i was gonna say maybe till even like the next season <laughs> yeah well it's funny too because that moment for me there's so many things that have popped into my mind as you've been telling that that <laughs> timeline I guess that moment for me was a moment that made me kind of kick my butt in gear like I can't hang the whole season I think that was truly the first season that I'd went at it as hard as I had had like in 2016 17 Midwest Whitetail or at that time it was Spring Thunder we were doing we traveled and hunted. I guess I didn't travel in 16, but 17 we did quite a bit, but nothing like we did in 18. And we certainly didn't do it from mid-March all the way to the end of uh, May, because yeah. at that point it would have been the end of May. And being that tired and that exhausted and just feeling so physically whooped was the only reason I couldn't go. It wasn't because I didn't want to. I just couldn't even stay awake standing up anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you got to change some stuff. And I did. And don't get me wrong, you still get whooped tired physically, but I can hang the whole season now. And I feel like that hunt 
was a pretty big deal for me as far as just changing lifestyle things. Like I really made some decisions to like eat healthier, get better sleep, work out and stay consistent because of not being able to hang with you that day. And you know, it killed me that I ended up chickening out yeah. and you shot the turkey. <laughs> made me feel pretty dumb. So made some changes. Now I feel like I can hang. Yeah. But uh, the other thing that I was going to say is that whole legendary thing that, in ways, seems like it was yesterday. In other ways, it seems like it was long ago. But that was like the first thing that we ever had that made us feel that we could keep doing THP. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody even knows this or not, or if we talk about this. Maybe we have. I'm sure we probably have at some point or another. But the original idea with Woods Guys Inc., which is what the business is actually called, it's not actually the hunting public. It's <laughs> Woods Guys Incorporated. And we uh, were planning on going hunting that fall, making hunting content. But then when that didn't work, we were going to also just be a production company. So we had planned on doing weddings and, um, you know, filming things and and really just picking up any odd job that we could that had anything to do with video production or um, photography. So when the the legendary deal came about and they were going to support us to allow us to go another season, which was that turkey season, it was a huge deal. And I I just will always be thankful for that deal. You know, it it really allowed us to keep, keep on because – I think at that point it was like, okay, it's getting some traction. People are watching it, but from a standpoint of a business like legendary or any other company that we work with now, it's like, how do they, how do we know that they're going to keep doing it? Mm -hmm. And I think you guys just had the trust in us. And, and, and I think that's pretty dang cool. So that was really always a memorable moment of that timeline. And then also just hanging out with you and Jake, as that whole behind the scenes stuff happened, we were fishing together and we were just in general in the summertime hanging out quite a bit. I mean, at one point, didn't we go in 2018, we were uh, at a bar for your birthday trying to get Ted, trying to sneak. During Deer Fest. Trying to sneak Ted into the bar (laughs) because he wasn't old enough. (laughs) (laughs) He's old enough now. But uh, yeah, we just, I don't know, really hit it off with Hayden. Had a lot of fun just doing other stuff like turkey hunting and fishing and just jamming out in the truck, driving places. And it's it's funny how you look back on that and it's just like how far that's come in just, what, five, six years or whatever it is. So, yeah. I don't know. That's always cool to me, too. It's pretty cool to me, too, to find a group of friends that were as passionate and, like, serious about hunting as I was. Like, I've, I've had friends that I've hunted with on and off, but I've never found a group of friends like I did with you guys that were were in it as much as I was and, and really were as passionate about it. So, like, that was – it was it was pretty immediate, the, mm-hmm. the connection that we all had and, and enjoying that passion together. Like, that was pretty special and is still pretty special to have a group of this many guys that yeah. just all thinks the same and, and cares as much about the same thing that, that you do. It's pretty, pretty special. Yeah, and the fishing really is what kind of got the friendship started. Mm-hmm. It's like Jake and I going floating down the river and we're like, should we – See if Hayden wants to go. 
But I've, I just feel like uh, there's so many funny memories. One thing that always pops into my head about that is the first time I ever asked how old you were. And I still forget because I feel like I have somehow, I always assume you're significantly older than what you really are. But I asked you the first time and you told me, I'm like, I'm actually quite a bit older than Hayden. I didn't ever realize it. Like the diff- It's not crazy, but it's like if I thought it was like a year or two difference, like potentially you even older than me, you told me and it was like you were, what are you, four years younger than me? I think I'm three. You're 30? Mm-hmm. I'm 27. Okay, so three. So three. three. Yeah. But but at the in my head, I had, I I had you pinned as being my age or older. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm. At the time, I don't even know. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was hilarious. And then also, that time we went to the lake up there, and I'm pretty sure we made a video out of it. Yeah. But we went to that lake. Couple of them. And you, uh, um, had fished there before. We caught all the smallmouth. We camped. We had the we like we're cooking deer out there on the fire and just I don't know that type of stuff was a lot of fun and just yeah certainly set the friendship up for what it is today yeah it's cool to look back on all that stuff for sure so then how did I guess from like again back to your timeline of it all what then was kind of that progression from then to now yeah so we i think we were working with you guys for close to a year before legendary ended up going into receivership which is essentially bankruptcy um they had credit lines out for the merchandise and had a the main reason that we couldn't pay creditors back was because a lot of our business was transitioning to amazon um as opposed to direct um, which the margins on Amazon are far lower than what they are direct sales. So what we had forecasted the revenue to be a lot more was on Amazon. So our margins were lower. So we weren't able to pay creditors back. So the the company ended up selling off um, to actually one of our vendors that provided merchandise to us is, is who ended up purchasing Legendary. And um, they're located out of Florida. And during that transition time, I had helped with that transition of um, – all the assets of legendary kind of training the new employees and all those that transfer of all that stuff to the new company. It kind of helped with all that training. And then they ended up offering me two different positions with them, which both of them I turned down because they weren't where I expected them to be and to up and move to Florida just for this job away from all my family, away from hunting opportunities. It just wasn't, wasn't what I was looking for. So I ended up turning that role down um and then still just didn't have a job i had i was still helping getting paid to help with that transition but i was searching for a new job in the time and um, still wanted to stay within the outdoor space so i was being pretty picky about what i was applying for um, what i was interested in and ended up getting pretty far in the interview process with uh, american outdoor brands uh, specifically caldwell shooting supplies Mm -hmm. um, for a brand manager position with them um, but they ended up going a different route, and about the time that they told me they were going a different route, is um, Aaron. Aaron was actually the one who helped connect me with them, um, and he just reached out to me and said, "Hey, we we are thinking about starting a merchandise department of our company. Would you be interested in coming on for a, a consulting position to see if there's there's any legs to to doing this?" So. That's how I transitioned from working from Legendary and ended up coming on um, with the Hunting Public as the consultant to help get the merchandise department uh, kickstarted off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it just continued to grow and grow. And um, after the six-month period, 
um, I was offered the full-time position with the hunting public to be the brand manager and um, mainly just the the head of the the merchandise department is, has been my main role with with the team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good I kind of gives you a starting point at least to understand a little bit of like Hayden's here Hayden's not mm-hmm. type of deals because he's got a different full-time role than we do you don't do any of the editing or anything obviously you can roll a camera like you've filmed plenty of pretty highly viewed videos <laughs> on our channel so like that's extremely helpful and you can do just a lot of things mm-hmm. and Hayden's the type of guy for those that don't know that he just like you said is passionate about a lot of things and once he starts doing something he's going to get good at it so it's just fun to have him around all the time because you could just be like, yeah, we'll grab this camera and let's go hunt and we're going to kind of end up with something good. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's pretty cool too. But um, I think it's also interesting that whole legendary transition too was also a scary moment then for us too because mm-hmm. at that point it was, you know, again, the first people that had trusted us and then it was switching hands and kind of the deal was like, well, you know, we had – grown fond of the people at legendary and we were close with you guys and then all of a sudden switches hands so it kind of just i guess fell through i suppose it's just different ownership we're like well we'll just go a different route we'll we'll uh you know kind of cut ties with that i suppose and i remember the day warp called me he's like you know legendary's gonna switch hands and you know nervous yeah and I, i remember kind of at first being like whoa but you know, obviously, then, as time's gone on, we have picked up different partners and everything. And when when we do stuff with other companies, I think this is fun to talk about, too, because this is something that I really like about the hunting public. And I think people watching probably can appreciate. Everything that we use at the hunting public is stuff that we use at the hunting public. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just some you know, hey, do this and we'll we'll pay you guys money. I mean, the products that we use, we truly love those products and we would be using them regardless of if we made hunting Yeah, almost all of them not. we've used for a year prior to doing any anything official because it was we we wouldn't make a deal with someone and never have used the product. Mm-hmm. We're going to want to only only represent stuff that like you're saying we'd be using anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that's I don't know, one of the main goals that we've always had along the way, and I just think that's pretty cool. And Hayden is very good at keeping that in check at all times as far as working with other companies. Like as the brand manager, it's like this is really important to us. If we're going to ever do anything in the future, here's kind of how we're going to go about doing it. We're going to test it. We're going to use it. And I just think that it helps, uh, I guess, those that watch our videos find stuff that really does work and will work for them. Because again, if, if you don't love what you're using, I don't know, it, it, there's probably a reason for that, but mm-hmm. I just feel that, um, yeah, that's just been a cool thing and something that I'm really, really proud of with the hunting public. Yeah. I feel like it helped us just be ourselves and do what we want to do which is honestly the number one thing for me yeah that's all I really want is to be myself and do my thing you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's the same for everybody yeah for sure yeah so I guess that kind of brings up like 
all the different roles that I have besides the merchandise. The merchandise is the main one, but like Zach said, I, I do manage a fair amount of the, the brand relations, I guess you can call it, and trying to juggle um, not losing who we are in those brand relations, but also being able to put food on our table. Mm-hmm. Um, so always keeping the, the brand and the, really the viewers is what is at the top of the list and mm-hmm. trying to just make sure that we're creating true organic content, but also working with partners that have products that we use frequently or would use otherwise and are also great people to work with and have great customer service. I think those are the main things. That was one of the reasons that Legendary was such a good fit mm-hmm. was um, it was a lifestyle brand. So it focused on the community aspect of hunting, um, but also was value price pointed gear um, and had great customer service. So always wanting to take care of the viewer and the customer, um, but also tell the story and, and represent the everyday hunter. And um, yeah, so I guess that's, that's one of my other main roles is those, those partner relationship management. Um, I also like everything that comes with the merchandise from the, the forecasting of, of how much to buy the design creation of work. I don't create a lot of the designs I have created some of them, but just managing designers to create the designs and then put that into a line plan and, and kind of just determine what to, to put on the website. Um, as well as the operational side of it, like you see with this warehouse, um, the e-commerce side of it from managing the website to all the, the software and um, platforms that we use to manage the orders and the order processing, um, all that stuff I manage. Mindy uh, helps tremendously with that, uh, specifically in customer service side of things. Um, so we work hand in hand in a lot of the stuff we do. So she's helping a lot with the customer service and the accounting side of things. Um, but yeah, I'm handling a lot of the, the operations and the um, sourcing, forecasting, and now the everyday pick and pack. Um, our previous scenario, like like Zach men- mentioned earlier, we moved here this January. Um, but previously, when we first started, when I was brought on as a contractor and up until last fall, we worked with um, a screen printing and embroidery company that was out of Columbia, Missouri, which is close to where Warb lives. And um, he had initiated that relationship before bringing me on, and that's when he brought me on to kind of take that over. But they would produce all of our stuff as well as dedicated a room for storage of our, our goods, um, which I they kind of just gave us the space and then I kind of went in and organized it and, and stocked everything. But then they would also dedicate uh, staff to help with the, the everyday pick and pack in the, the slower times of year. And then in the, the busier times of year, fall, when their employment or their employees couldn't handle the, the amount of orders that we were shipping, I would go down and live out of my truck for most of the fall and, and be in that warehouse every day, chip, shipping orders out to, to customers. So And hunting a little bit. And hunting a little bit, yeah, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> that was an extra perk, which is kind of, so we moved the warehouse here because, uh, one, we were kind of outgrowing that space and driving eight hours each way um, that many times a year and living out of my truck was getting a little bit too much to be sustainable in the long term. So ended up moving the warehouse closer to home up here in Wisconsin for me and have a little bit more space to work with to allow us to grow and then allow me to be closer to the merchandise. Cause that was one of the things that was d- difficult about it was being working with it, but also being removed most of the year from it is, is a challenge. But now that everything's here and I can tangibly see everything and work with it, it's become a lot easier to, to manage all that stuff when I'm actually physically here. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see how this fall goes and um, how we can grow this side of the business. But um, 
yeah, that's a big a big change this year that that we've made. But so far, I'm I'm liking it a lot. But I probably won't be as hunting as as much this year because it is just me here at the moment. So I'm gonna have to. We I I'm I take pride in trying to get orders shipped out as fast as possible. So when I'm not here, there's delays in in getting orders out. So um, I'm probably gonna limit limit my hunts to to weekends and maybe taking off a Friday and Monday here and there so we can still get orders shipped out fast so until we can find black, some help black friday you're gonna take off this year right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no black friday that time of year it's uh two two to three weeks straight of being in in here for 14 to 16 hours a day so that was, that's a pretty crazy time of year but it's it's really a, a fun fun time of year for me because you just get to see all the people that we're sending stuff mm-hmm. out to and just seeing all the names and all the people that that support us is is pretty cool it's it it's is a it is it, extremely cool like one of the coolest things ever is to see somebody with a thp sticker or Mm -hmm. a thp shirt or hat or whatever um especially when you're not in a place where there's a congregation of hunters you're just going into a gas station or something you're like hey yeah that's sweet yeah it's really cool that's really yeah i i don't remember exactly the first time i saw someone wearing our stuff out there but it was a really cool moment when you just see someone from a distance wearing something that you put in a box and sent to them it's it's pretty cool yeah it is really cool i think that it's funny too because even this season already you've been kind of in a similar boat to me for a completely different reason it was it was especially to start Zach and Hayden's missed season of 2023. (laughs) Everybody's out going and Hayden generally joins us sometime around early April, but Mm -hmm. this season it was maybe a little bit of hunting here and there. And luckily for you, you were extremely successful. Um, Six for six in your first six Six hunts. Six for six, the first six hunts, yeah. (laughs) And then after that, it went way downhill. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious, but it's it's still funny um, because Hayden and I this spring talked on the phone many a days for, honestly, many hours when it all, uh, you know, gets summed up together. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty hilarious how much we talked on the phone just because he was here doing this and I'd be at home icing my knee or whatever. <laughs> so it was just fun to... It, it, it was always fun to have somebody to talk to who's kind of in a similar boat yeah. for a different reason, but yeah. a similar boat. Like we're both just chomping at the bit to go hunting. Yeah. But, and then when Hayden did finally start getting to go, he'd be able to call me and give me the full rundown because he'd be <laughs> here again where the rest of the guys just keep moving so much that it gets to a point where it really is hard to keep up with everybody or them to keep me up to date, you know, yeah, and other they're, than the they're, videos. They're doing it together. So like they have that shared experience right. where come back and there's, no one, no one to share it with so i always enjoyed calling you and running you through what what happened that was fun for me it, it it's fun to have hunting buddies like that just because it's so beneficial from just a sharing the experience standpoint but also learning from each other too it's it's really cool so yeah i totally appreciated i appreciated all the time and hayden is a type of guy that can just let me go i get <laughs> I'm also a pretty passionate character, so it's like funny because I get on a topic and I'll just start going all in, and I get I get myself revved up on it, and Hayden just keeps listening, and that's something I can appreciate. <laughs> There'd be times I'll be honest where I just put you on speaker and put it on mute and just kept working in the warehouse and just listen to you. <laughs> Jake, Jake always tells the the stories of 
the times where he's talking to me on the phone. He's like, man, sometimes Zach will get to talking on the phone. He start going downhill and back uphill, and it breaks up. He's like, and there's been times he's been, you know, completely. The call seems like it's completely dropped, no sound for multiple minutes. Pop back into service up on the hill. Zach's still talking, never <laughs> missed a beat. Don't even tell him that I missed yeah. anything. <laughs> oh, just a just a windy character. <laughs> yeah, and, and in, in addition to the merchandise, I also like do a lot of the logistics when it comes to the trade shows. Um, from getting merchandise there and all the setup that goes with that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the, one of the other main roles. And I remember back in 2020 is when we did the most trade shows and it kind of died off till this year. We didn't really do much, but we ended at the Minnesota deer and Turkey classic and it got shut down on Friday cause of COVID. And then we were out having a good time together. Which was like, it's important to note, this is like the COVID moment yeah. where like everywhere you look on the news, it's like this is closing, this is closing, this is ending, whatever it was. And March 13th or 14th of 2020? March 16th. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it happened on the 15th, actually, because the surgery is on the 16th. <laughs> <laughs> so a little a little, a little, sneak peek to the, what the ending of the story is going to be. But. Yeah, and probably one of the uh, – how would you describe this story? It's like it's our one of our favorite ones to tell that's non-hunting related. <laughs> yeah. This is a behind-the-scenes THP story, never been told on video. <laughs> it's kind of been like mentioned, mentioned but. briefly, but yeah, we were we were out having a good time, and and a lot of our parents were there. I think Jake's parents were there, and Ted's parents were there, yeah. and I don't remember who's. I think it was you and you and Jake's dad or jake's dad was the one that was it was scott yeah scott was all about he wanted to start an arm, arm wrestling tournament so he he him and you kind of went went at it and then i think he won oh he definitely yeah, won he won and then uh, i don't know if i just stepped in or so i think jake encouraged me to do it probably oh yeah absolutely i went up against scott and i beat scott and at the time i was really into my fitness i was pretty pretty muscular at that time so i was i have a picture from that day or the day before we were at the we were staying at a hotel and there's a gym there i think is how it went or somehow we got ourselves into a gym and uh-huh. even jake and ted went in there yeah i remember we played some basketball in we there played too. Basketball. Yeah, I that. but i have this picture of us um mostly because i'm taking a picture of jake and ted because i thought it was funny <laughs> that they were there yeah. <laughs> so jake and ted aren't oh ted is ted's more of a gym goer yeah. it's more jake than anything yeah jake's in good shape but he likes to do it just by walking around and burning calories, yep. not necessarily lifting weights or anything. And I just have this picture, but in the background, you can see you. And at that time he's saying he's taking his fitness serious. He's also just like straight up bulk. Yeah. Like it was a lot of just mu- pure muscle packed on to like what he is right now. So what you're probably an d- additional 10, 15 pounds yeah, heavier, 20 maybe 20. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was muscle. Yeah. It was, I was that was the strongest point I've ever been. Like even <laughs> through my college athlete days, like I was, was nowhere near that. But it strong. was like really specific too. Like you you were really focusing on what you were eating to 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 yes. the level of like by the calorie, by the macro, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and consistently lifting heavy. So he was bulking. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty. It was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I beat Scott easily. <laughs> <laughs> and, you hear and, that scott <laughs> and the whole time that we were having our internal arm wrestling tournament there was a guy lingering in the background just kind of 
definitely interested. And then Jake, Jake convinced him and me and you. It was my fault. And he too. was he was very reluctant at first. Let me even give a little bit of backstory on that part of it. <laughs> Here's this guy. So his build, my memory of it is would be to describe him as a dad type character. He was certainly you know, older than us, more like maybe Scott's age. So, you know, anywhere from mid-40s to mid-50s, mm-hmm. I would say. That's what I would guess. But just a very muscular guy. Not necessarily cut, but just a lot of muscle and kind of just a bowling ball character. Mm-hmm. That's what I would describe him as. And I bet he wasn't any taller than five. He certainly was no taller than five nine. But I bet he was just like 250 of just muscle. Yeah, he was huge. <laughs> he was a large character. And he was this really jolly character. And, and I guess I'm telling you this because I don't even know how much of this you witnessed because he was kind of back with Jake and I. Yeah. And the whole time this is going on, he's giving these tips that are – or he, he's saying stuff like, you know, he should be doing this. Or, you know, if he did this, he, he would be able to get – you know, whatever, just really technical arm wrestling talk to the point where I finally feel like I'm like, I like, have you done this before? <laughs> like, and I'll, I'll be willing to bet. I don't know if he ever said or not, but I'd be willing to bet that that guy competitively. Oh, for sure. Cause he just knew way too much about it. Yeah. And so he eventually sat down and, and when we first grabbed hands, I actually said that to him. I was like, Oh, you've done this before. Cause like just the way he was setting <laughs> up and grabbed my hand, I could tell that it wasn't his first time arm wrestling. And, and he, res- I remember he said to me, he's like, well, you clearly have too. And I was like, nope, actually I haven't. This is, I'm kind of just messing around with the friends at the bar. <laughs> so the, we first started right-handed and we were at a deadlock for, I don't know, a minute or so had to be. It up. was a long, it was a long time. Felt like forever. And it was just solid. Like nobody's <laughs> moving one way or the other. Yeah. And then eventually, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I, he like maybe lifted his elbow up. Or somebody's, el- somebody's elbow like slipped or something. Something or somebody- weird happened and my hand went down and everybody's like, oh, that one didn't count. That did, didn't- it, did your hand even go down? I thought it just I was remember. like, I honestly, my memory of it is just that somebody like slipped or something Could have been. yeah and then we were like go again go with your left arm <laughs> and setting the stage a little bit more here <laughs> do you mind if i just you know i take set it, this take part it of the stage up so <laughs> so we're all standing there and there's this little table probably a two-person table uh, just kind of your classic bar where people are setting drinks and stuff but here we've got two chairs for the arm wrestling tournament, we got people all, you know, the whole bar at this point is now fascinated by this <laughs> arm wrestling thing. And I just remember having tunnel vision on the table, and it felt like there was this giant crowd hovering over the table. And now we get everybody, or we get Hayden and this other guy to line up left-handed. It's like, you know, elbow slipped, now go left-handed. <laughs> so it's a, another stalemate, just solid. Nothing's moving. Nobody's moving. It's a minute. I don't know. I really don't have any idea, but it felt like forever. It's like, okay, like, guys, do something. Somebody win. (laughs) Just as the crowd's roaring and everybody's in tight, just like this, you hear the craziest snap. And I remember everybody just going, oh, and going backwards. And Hayden just immediately looks up at everybody and just goes, 
I got to go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I don't know what that sound was, but we definitely got to go to the hospital. And then Mindy doesn't drink, so she ran to get a vehicle. Jake and I helped Hayden get out the door. There was another guy that was extremely helpful that, um, I don't remember, maybe it was an EMT uh, yeah, of some so. sort. Yeah. So he helped us as well. I wasn't kinda, very kind to him too, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, you, you were just not really kind to anybody at no. that point. He was just in so much pain. <laughs> Enough pain that it was definitely scary. It, I remember Jake and I, because Jake and I just find humor in everything. <laughs> it's just like we were laughing, but we were like, dude, holy shit, that was actually scary. <laughs> how how much pain you were clearly in. Uh-huh. But we were also kind of like, like it, it, it was definitely a major issue because the first thing somebody says is, I want, I got to go to the hospital. <laughs> you know, it's a big deal. So, yeah, we get help them get in, <laughs> help them get in the truck that Mindy's driving and they take off to the hospital. I remember going back to the room and Scott just being like, beside himself you know because he's like he started the whole thing yeah. and that other guy then the guy that you were arm wrestling with also beside himself he's like he i remember him coming up to us and being like man like i i never would have you know i never would have guessed i never would have done it i didn't want it he didn't even and really the guy didn't want to do it jake and i egged him on to where he wanted yeah. until finally he did it so it's just kind of one of those situations where shit happens i guess and mm-hmm. like we probably shouldn't have been doing that at that time. We all learned our lesson. So rule of THP now is never arm wrestle never. again. Don't even watch it. Because what ended up happening? So I ended up snapping my humerus completely in half, like right above the elbow joint, and I had to get a, a plate put on my humerus bone to get it back together. And, yeah, it was a – that. You had to get surgery the next day, The next day, at 9 o'clock the next morning. So I guess it's technically the same day because it was past midnight (laughs) at that point. But, but yeah, got surgery the next day, got a plate put in there. And and the day like after surgery was far more painful than when it initially happened. It was by far the worst pain I've ever had in my life and hopefully ever will have. I mean, they say, like, bone bone pain is the, the worst pain, and it's the second biggest bone in your body. So it was pretty excruciating pain, and the next few months are, were pretty difficult, but did did rehab on it and similar stuff that you're going through mm-hmm. now with your ACL. And eventually it got better. Like, after six months, like, I could tell, like, it wasn't painful anymore, but it was still tight. And, like, there was where the plates was sitting – there was three tendons that I could feel that would just roll over that plate and snaps, especially when it did anything that like activated my tricep. So a year, a year after I had the surgery done, I got the plate taken out of it. So I had a second surgery on it, which anybody who ever gets metal put in their body to fix something, I highly recommend getting it taken out. Cause as soon as that came out, it felt so much better. And now it's pretty much back to, to normal. I mean, it's not exactly what it was before. And I still, I don't have any feeling on the inside of my arm anymore, but it's pretty much, I don't even, I forget about it most mm-hmm. of the time now, which is pretty great. And I'm happy it was the left arm too, because I'm right-handed. So that was really nice to have it not be my main arm, but. And yeah. be able to get back to shooting a bow and yeah. stuff like that. I like maybe, I guess maybe that's probably still pretty. Yeah. I, I don't remember how quickly I was shooting a bow, but I did go turkey hunting again that spring. Mm-hmm. And I would just, the only thing I was really concerned about with 
turkey hunting was if I tripped and fell and tried to catch myself that that would cause the bone to break because like there's obviously a lot of healing that's going on so I, I just carried my shotgun in my left hand so that if I did fall I would need to use my right hand to catch it but yeah I think I was shooting I was shooting a bow for sure within four or five months after that so it's not bad yeah yeah <laughs> it's just one of those stories that we tell people all the time and I can't describe the sound any better than <laughs> yeah it, it was like two pieces <laughs> of wood being slammed together is yeah kind of the best it, way I oh. and you know inside of that place like in my mind it's this stadium you know like <laughs> ah, but it was loud there was a like I mean, there was probably what fifteen people around that, twenty people around that I table. I couldn't even tell you. I I would have guessed it was Music. more than that, honestly. It was just so. It there was, was that just, many people just in our group. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's just so many people around, and to hear that sound, and everybody heard it. Everybody went, "Whoa!" Like, what was that? Yeah. And I remember thinking, "Well, like a tendon just," <laughs> and I didn't even know if it was you or the other guy, to be honest, because that's that was the other thing, and what we've learned about this. I, at least what I've learned is this is pretty common in arm wrestling. Yeah, it's got a specific name. I can't remember exactly what it's called. Really, like that break is like tied to arm wrestling. Yeah, because it's essentially, and I think you told me this, and then I kind of researched it myself after. It's so much tension, and your muscles ultimately are putting more tension on your bone than they should be for a pr- like a prolonged time, and Mm-hmm. It just snapped just it. Just snapped it. Oh. <laughs> that's it's a it's a wild memory. That's yeah. for that's for sure. And I mean, the worst part too is it's your buddy who you were planning on going hunting with. And then really, I don't even know that we got to hunt much for till the next season because mm-hmm. that 2020 season, I don't think we hunted together, did we? Not really. I think I just hunted around home because I was going to rehab and mm-hmm. yeah, couldn't really do much and yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I hunted with you guys at all that year. Yeah, and then 2021. Then I started hunting a lot yeah, with you guys. We, went, we hunted in Virginia. Yep. I think is the first thing that you and I did together, at least. And yeah, it was just. <laughs> I remember being like, man, I'm glad to have you back. But it's just <laughs> I can't believe it's been this long, and yeah. it just feels. Wish I'd have never told that guy to jump in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But also, funny thing about that too, there's a lot, and it's somewhat, maybe somewhat, it, it's certainly somewhat tied to it, but not certainly not exclusively. But that's the last night that I drank alcohol yep. since that moment. So 2020, March 16th, March 16th. was the last time I had any alcohol. And man, we did it up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit (laughs) so ridiculous oh man i'm glad that we have that memory yeah i mean not yes and no i'm glad we can laugh about it now yeah i mean really it didn't affect i mean it probably affected my life in some degree but like i'm i'm thankful that i still have everything works still just as good as it did back then so yeah i remember though too you being mad because you couldn't do push-ups and stuff yeah. like you'd be oh, trying remember, to get back into work yeah because like i said i was big into fitness at the time and i remember like a week after i had the surgery i tried to do like cardio and just stuff i could do without using my arm and my arm blew up like crazy just from all that blood flow so yeah i i that was kind of the i i still work out every now and then but not nearly like i did back then i mm-hmm. tried to but it was really like the pain i had in my arm before i got that plate taken out was really discouraging and it was it was a tough thing to go through, just not being able to 
use my body like I used to. Mm -hmm. And showering was very difficult. I couldn't wash my armpit for about three weeks. I bet that's not (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, understandable, though, because, like, same deal. It makes you really, uh, yeah, makes you appreciate having the ability to just have, you know, a normal day-to-day, which, I mean, not everybody does. So I think that's really a good perspective to to learn from an experience like this is, man, I really am really lucky to just be able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely brought things into perspective for sure. It's a, uh, we just actually did a podcast yesterday talking about perspective and how much this has changed and like used Nick's uh, experience in the military for four years, not being able to hunt. You know, he said in four years, he hunted five days for Turkey. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Them warehouse ghosts. <laughs> that would freak me out if I started thinking about warehouse ghosts in here by myself. <laughs> I'd probably start freaking out. Ellie's convinced there's ghosts here because we've like watched my friend's dogs a couple times and like they just start randomly barking at anything. She's like, "There's ghosts in here. There's gotta be." <laughs> how long, how old is this building? Twenty twenty one. So it's pretty new. So so I, there could be ghosts. There's yeah. been time that there could have been a ghost. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're ghost free in here. <laughs> oh shoot. So I guess like moving forward with your position and or like just brand stuff, whether that be our merchandise ourselves or, you know, companies that, you know, we use their products, like what are some of the things that you would like to change or goals that you maybe have, I guess? Yeah, I guess just like having the extra space, just kind of seeing where the ceiling is for just the normal branded merchandise. Like the previous place, we didn't have enough space that we'd sell out by December. So I'm kind of really curious to see how, where the ceiling is when it comes to to fall. Um, I think we've been trying to get into more technical products like the vests we did with, with Tethered this year and having leafy suits and more more technical side stuff. Like trying to find that balance of like, stuff that people want and stuff that we use frequently within videos. Cause I think that's one of the biggest challenges with our merchandise is that a lot of the, our merchandise is, doesn't show up a lot in videos. So mm-hmm. it seems like the stuff that does show up more like the camo hoodies and, and hats and stuff like that, like that stuff does the best. So trying to, trying to find more stuff to offer to the viewers that shows up frequently in content and stuff that we can use while we're hunting while still offering branded content you can wear for just lifestyle stuff but mm-hmm. think more just like stuff that we can use while we're actually hunting is is one of the one of the main goals i would mm-hmm. say yeah which i i really like because i over the years have had these different i guess things that i've worn right and it's going to continue to change certainly but i don't really need a specific uh I mean, maybe boots, but past that, all the way up to the top, I don't really want anything super specific, but I obviously used to wear that ghillie suit all the time. Mm -hmm. And over time, I started just feeling like it was holding me back more than anything. It would just get snagged up on stuff. But the leafy suit is something that I can just throw on over anything. I can literally wear that every single day of the, the hunting season. And the only thing that I don't wear it for, which I have considered even, is just elk hunting, just because it's more weight, extra weight to carry, but it really is super light 
thing anyway, but I like it because I don't have to even wear a shirt under it. Mm -hmm. And just having that type of stuff, or like we were talking about the stealth strips earlier, just how cool it is to have the ability to, you know, share that thing with people because it's something that we have all all over everything like both Hayden and I's tripod's got it all over this GoPro that's filming right here it's got stealth strip on dang near every inch of it and I just think we all again use those things and feel strongly about how much it helps us and just keeping that in perspective because the number one thing really is the viewer and I think that is the coolest uh coolest part about every decision that we make we may start brainstorming on something and then it always comes back to well whatever route we go what's going to be best for the viewer what's going to be the best for you guys watching and i just you know the reason being is we would never be able to do any of this stuff if it wasn't for people buying our shirts buying our hats or watching the videos and I also think that something that just popped into my mind that I'd like to mention is is whenever there's a hunting expo or a convention or whatever, those are so fun for us because we get to see you guys. We get yeah. to we interact. We get to hear your stories, uh, hear about the area that you know is is your home turf. And I just love those conversations. So many memorable conversations over the years, and I just really enjoy that and i hope that we can continue to do as much of that as possible i mean hell hayden and i were even talking about doing seeing if we could throw together a meetup this weekend <laughs> i don't know that we're going to be able to pull it off but it's just, yeah just yeah. doing stuff like that where we can hang out with you guys because yeah. as much as we would love to do that while we're out on the tour there's just so much work involved with that that it, it's more of a off-season type of thing where we're at those conventions but being able to really just meet tons of people all at once is super fun yeah I and really that's that's it. the main reason we go to like we don't make hardly any money when we go to those things because there's a lot of expenses that go along yeah. with it the selling the merchandise just basically covers the cost but the main mo- motivation is just to go talk to people and, and hang, hang out, out with people. Yeah. yeah that's a lot of fun it's really cool seeing ta- talking to people that are just on a computer otherwise and yeah it's, it's cool meeting people in person for totally sure totally is it it really makes you remember exactly why you wake up and go hunting or may or 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 even i mean i'd wake up and go hunting but wake up and make that video even when you maybe want to go hunting yeah let's put it that way (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah and i think like just with the merchandise side too like just trying to keep making cool stuff that people want to wear like Obviously, we a lot of the content's just for free on YouTube, so providing a place where people can support us but also get something in return that they, they want and are going to wear and mm-hmm. is something cool. So just cool designs and, and stuff that people actually want to wear, just continuing to come out with new stuff and make make stuff that people actually want. Mm-hmm. It's similar to all the partners we work with. Like yeah. We don't want to just sell you a T-shirt to sell you a T-shirt and put money in our pocket. Like We want it to be something cool that you want to wear and that is quality and and gonna last a long time and yeah that's the viewers always first yeah in in everything we do as the hunting public yeah and we we don't we never started the hunting public to make money Mm -mm. and that's still the case it's just we want to be able to continue to do this and be able to continue to make videos for you guys to watch and that that that's ultimately the reason because to me 
I want to make hunting videos the rest of my life regardless. I just want to be able to continue to do it. And that's, you know, have have funding to be able to do that. Because, yeah. you know, being, being traveling around and whatever certainly, you know, balances all that back yeah. out. So, like you said, the expenses of things um, definitely play into that. But being on the road, keeping everything on the road is all just thanks to the people that are watching this. And, yeah, yeah I mean, I just think that. There's really no way to even put it into words for me how thankful I really am. Having time to reflect and my perspective on this too, man. Like there's just a lot of things that it's like it's pretty special and I'm forever thankful. I mean, I'll never in my entire life be able to come up with the words that truly describe how thankful I am to be living my dream and for so, you know, for so many of us at THP to be living our dream. I mean, it's pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I couldn't imagine a, a better position than what we're in now for what we do and just having fun and enjoying, enjoying your job every day is and working with special. your friends and working with your friends for sure. Pretty dang cool. Yeah. From, from going on a fishing trip and eating, <laughs> eating some steak that Jacob cooked on the fire. <laughs> to now sitting here in the warehouse that you run and uh, has THP logos on t-shirts. It's pretty, pretty crazy to yeah. look how that's changed in what, since 2018. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet. I guess if anybody doesn't know about our website, we do have a website in the descriptions of everything that we post. We have a link to that. That's where you can find all of our stuff. We'll try to what post some, heads up and reminders if we're going to be in a specific spot for an expo or something yeah yeah but we usually do do we have anything locked in yet i don't think so i think we want to go to the great american outdoor show in pennsylvania at some point that one's just a a big beast to tackle because it's a, a nine-day show and pretty far away from here but i think that's that's one we definitely want to go to um we go to nwtf every other year but it's like two two three tops a year is is a lot of work especially since like we're gone from home a lot of the spring and fall, so those times are kind of, are times to spend with family. So it's 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 hard to fit more than than two or three in a year. But I think I think Great American Outdoor Show is the next big one that we want to go to. I think that'd be a cool one. Harrisburg, PA. Yes, sir. I think that would be pretty fun. I just want to see it. Yeah. I mean, it, you hear so much about it. Nine days. It's like a. It's like an extended. Yeah hunting festival it's like what is how not, i can't even fathom it to yeah. be honest i really can't wrap my hand or head around nine days of that yeah it just seems like it's a riot i'd love to check it out at some point but anyway i guess anything to add when's this going live i don't know say it say with, it and i can cut it out if it doesn't fit. okay yeah um yeah and with the merchandise we've got should I wait till that plane flies over? I think it's somebody mowing, but oh, these bastards. <laughs> um, yeah, and everything on our website right now. It's the end of turkey season, so we've marked our entire website down. Everything's on sale, so um, yeah, take advantage of the the spring sale going on if you want to get some merchandise, save some money, and and help support the show. We like like we've said, we really appreciate all you guys supporting the show, and that's one of the best ways to do it. So if you want some some new gear. Head over to the thehoneypublic.com and check out the spring sale. Even the M2 is on sale yep. right now, so take advantage of that. Yep, and we plan on using that for for deer hunting. As yeah, a, it's for. Yeah. I'm I'm stoked about it. I guess 
I'll tell you all my thoughts on the M2 for deer hunting. I have always wanted something that's real low profile. I've been wearing that night and hail thing for both deer and turkey. Uh, the night and hail running gun 300, I believe it is. Awesome, awesome product. It just didn't quite have the snugness that I wanted, and this does. So I feel like for ground hunting, just day hunting in general, no matter what the species, I'm just pumped about it. And it's also cool too, because I can fit a little bit of extra in the pack. Mm -hmm. I'm stoked about the bladder and the ability to put an extra um, layer in there. And then the few times that I do take a stick and saddle, I can just a stick and saddle. Is that what people say? <laughs> when I'm saddle hunting? <laughs> when I bring my stick and saddle <laughs> Whatever I do that, I'll just throw it on that pack, and I'm feeling pretty good about that for myself at least. Yeah. But, you know, I'm mostly a ground hunter, so I'm just really excited about the whole thing. So, yeah. I don't know. Take advantage of these sales. Yeah, and you certainly don't need the M2 vest to be successful. Like, there's lots of other options out there. And, like, like all our products and everyone we work with, we're never going to say, like, you need this to be successful. Mm -hmm. It's just this is this is what we use. We have codes that help you save a little bit of money. And if, if you want to get that, great. If you don't, great. It doesn't – it's it's whatever whatever you guys want to do. It's Yeah. I, we're I not going to shove anything down your throat ever. Yeah, I mean, I love – vortex for example like i i don't see a situation in which i would ever not buy a vortex optic because the warranty is so insane and mm -hmm. they're they're really proud of that so you know they're not just throwing you a line of bs you yeah. know so i think that's really cool but at the same time my uh friend dan and pa has got his swarovskis yeah those things look i mean they're slick they work just as good but I'm going to buy Vortex because I don't want to have to, you know, buy a whole nother one when I run over it with my truck on accident, <laughs> but Vortex got you covered. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just stuff like that. It, it, you're never, you're never going to go wrong with choosing anything. And we're, we're certainly, hopefully, I really hope you guys never think that of THP as being the, like, I could have never got this buck without my Nalgene. <laughs> Keep me hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're not coming across that way because that's not the goal. No. No. I don't think we are. I hope not, too. You're keeping us in check, that's dude. That's the goal, yeah, trying to just stay true to who we are, and hopefully that stays stays that way for a long time. I'm sure it will. I mean, that's something that we're pretty stern on not compromising that. I mean, honestly, I think if it ever gets to the point where we can't do do it the way that we want to we probably will just have to stop doing it yeah yeah <laughs> and and i think another big initiative that we're tr we're pretty passionate about and want to help out with is just the resource as well mm -hmm. whether it's access or or turkey populations like we're trying to do everything we can to to make an impact there and, and constantly like half of our weekly discussions that we have revolves around like how can we leave leave it better than than where we started so mm -hmm. i think that's that's one thing that people don't see a lot. Like, sure, we we occasionally mention it and raise money for for turkeys and stuff like that. But it is that is one of the main things that's always in the front of our mind is is what can we do to to help the resource and mm -hmm. and everybody that that enjoys the resource. Just trying to trying to leave it better than where we started is is a huge mission of our our company as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, giving people opportunity because yep. certainly important part of it is having opportunity to stay passionate about it and keep people involved is important to us because 
if you don't have anybody to stand up for hunting, how are you going to get anybody to vote to keep it around? Yeah. That's my thought. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. We better wrap it up here because there's no way that GoPro is lasting another 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have any ideas of stuff that you want to see us, you know, make a THP version of, just directly send Hayden a message. Send him a bunch of emails. We'll throw his email up right here. <laughs> thanks, everybody. See you on the next one.